0: Listener supported KFUO invite you to listen live to our annual charathon. It's your opportunity to show your support to KFUO. If you can't join us live, please prayerfully consider supporting us by calling 314-996-1518 and asking about our giving levels. You can also click the Give Now button on our webpage. Charathon 2017, April 20th, 21st, and 22nd.
1: Welcome to Faith and Family. I'm Andy Bates. What do you do in your extracurricular time? What do you do as a family when it comes to education and learning about technology? How does your family approach teaching young people about technology and what uses it has, how it can serve others? Do you, do you have opportunities to dig in and, and, and work hands-on with technology to learn about it. We have a great group of teens to, uh, to help us share, well, to share their experience on a robotics team here in the St. Louis area and their great success as well and what they've gained from this team as well. Thanks to our underwriter, Concordia University, Wisconsin, for supporting Faith and Family. You can find out more about them on kfuo.org. Look for the Concordia University, Wisconsin logo in the sponsor section. We have in studio today... The Robo Raiders robotics team. We have Knut joining us in studio. Good morning, Knut. Good morning. Glad to have you in studio this morning. And Jake. Good morning, Jake. Morning. How are you doing, sir? Uh, very well, thank you. Glad to have you here. And Jonathan. Good Hello. M- Jonathan is a familiar voice, probably here on KFUO. Heard him just a uh, just moments ago. Uh, one of the familiar voices. Uh, a, a fan of thy strong word. Yes, very good show. <laughs> and uh, so you hear his voice throughout the day on our. Uh, a little announcement about thy strong word we have more members of the team joining us in the second half of the program as well to talk about their experience what is what is this team the robo raiders who wants to uh, start us off and give us a an explanation of who are the robo raiders and what do you do
0: all right so we're the robo raiders uh we're part of a first tech challenge program and what we do is basically we build robots we learn about the robotics program. We learn about uh, science, technology, engineering, mathematics. Uh, we reach out to our professionals to learn a little bit more about that and share this knowledge out with our community. And We're, when you say we, the, it gives me
1: the idea that a, a lot of this is, is student driven, that, that you mm. make those contacts and that you do the research, you do the investigating and find those professionals to, uh, to, to interview, to talk with and to learn more.
0: Indeed, we do. Yes, uh, a big part of the organization that we're running under, uh, named First, really does encourage this outreach to our community. That's really student-driven, not based upon uh, the either the coaches or mentors helping us out with that. Uh, but yes, it is very, very much student-driven.
2: One of the first core values is we do the work with help from our coaches and mentors. Our coaches and mentors don't have all the answers. We learn together. Uh, we know that our coaches and mentors are very valuable, but we're the ones providing the leadership and really driving the team.
1: How did you? How did you first find out about the Robo Raiders and get involved?
3: Uh, for me, it was actually um, eight years ago when the team was first founded. Um, one of the moms of the original team members was teaching a robotics class using the Lego versions of the robots um, at our local homeschool co-op. So I actually joined because I was interested in Legos at first. <laughs> um, but then from there, I really was able to um, gain a very large passion for robotics and actually learning more about um, science, technology, engineering, and math. Jake, when did you first
1: find out about the team and, and then move to getting involved?
0: Yes. Well, I first found out about the team when they did an outreach event at our local homeschool community co-op. And from there, you know, I learned about the Robo Raiders. Like, cool, they're building robots. <laughs> I, I mean, their robots are awesome. Uh, with that, we were... Uh, I was introduced to the entirety realm of STEM, and through that I've been able to gain a huge passion, believe it or not, for uh, the technology side of it, uh, learning how to promote our different teams, learn how to uh, market and manage, and all that has been just a huge help for me.
1: Jonathan, what was your first connection with the Robo Raiders?
2: I've actually followed the Robo Raiders team for ever since they started and really admired them and looked up to them. Just um, not this year, but last year, I finally had the opportunity to apply for the Robo Raiders and go through the application process and was fortunate enough to be accepted onto the team. And I've loved it. Um, ever since then and
3: have had a great experience with it
1: now who makes up the team we have uh, only part of the team with us today who makes up this team
3: we have a total of um, nine members or actually ten members Um, I go through and list them all but we actually um, pretty much all homeschooled uh, big emphasis on specifically Christians Um, so as a Christian team we've made our focus to um, live by um, the commandments as God has shown us but then also One of the big values in FIRST is something called gracious professionalism, which is essentially treating each other uh, with respect, um, doing your best work while still working with um, your partners both in competition and in the team. So during the competitions, you work with your alliance partner, um, even though they might be against you in another robot match, uh, you still work with them um, to try and help them make sure that everyone can succeed in that. And we've actually made a code of ethics to reflect that
2: with um the love is patient, love is kind. We've been able to um rearrange those as it relates to gracious professionalism with um love Love relates to gracious professionalism in that it helps other people along. It's patient with other team members. It's kind to them. It does not envy other people's successes, but rejoices when our oppos- the opposing teams do well. We were able to tie all those biblical concepts in to the first concept of gracious professionalism and really have been able to use it really well this year. Is
1: previous knowledge of robotics or or engineering or uh programming a a prerequisite to join the team
0: uh this last year i joined the team having absolutely no prior knowledge of anything robotics related so our team does not look Specifically for the experience though. That is helpful. We're really looking for the interest the
3: passion to learn and the passion to grow One of the biggest points in the first robotics is actually not necessarily knowing stuff when you start out but actually learning through your experiences so that you get the um, Skills necessary for your job or working with other people in the future. So how do you go about?
1: learning uh, to uh, to tackle a project to 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 tackle what you need to know in order to be successful in a competition how do you begin that process of of studying or learning acquiring the knowledge to be successful if you if you start from ground zero know nothing about robotics how do you gather that that information how do you build up that knowledge
3: a big thing is actually through some of our mentors for instance my grandfather is a retired engineering professor so he was really able to help guide us through learning about the basics of planning before you start building the robot, Um, (laughs) actually through some of the programming as well. Uh, So our mentor's been very helpful, but then also... Uh, past experienced members who've been on the team before has been really helpful for training up the newer members so that they have a jumpstart on what's going on.
2: We actually have an architect role in many of our sub teams, whose job on the sub team is to teach the members in, on that sub team who might not know as much. Such as Knut is the architect for the programming sub I believe, mm-hmm. and so he's able to teach the people on the programming sub team who m- some of which have had no previous um programming experience so he's able to teach them and they've come a long way and have been able to make very good mm. autonomous programs mm. through that
1: Jake having known nothing about robotics before you came into this what has been um what's been your learning experience how do you approach it when you need to learn something new
0: definitely so Learning off of all of my robotics teammates, you know, they just have such a vast knowledge of this subject They were definitely the first people I'd turn to but Another huge part of this first experience is to be able to reach out and uh, touch base with professionals in certain areas uh, whether it be programming whether it be you know, marketing whether it be engineering fabrication all that stuff is imperative uh that you go out and reach out to these different professionals and so that has been a huge part of my personal learning experience
3: is touching base with these people i think that's actually one of the very unique parts about the first program is it not only focuses on the robots but uh, actually one of their slogans is more than just robots they focus on building the character through the gracious professionalism and their different core values but then also um through the different soft skills, working with a team, and just developing all the skills you need uh, later in the future.
1: So it's not just hardware and software, but mm-hmm. as you mentioned, soft skills as mm-hmm. well. The learning how to, uh, all those important skills that are, that are necessary for future careers,
0: but just for, for interacting and serving on a team in,
1: in a variety of ways.
0: Definitely. And FIRST is more than just the robot. It's very, very clear from their message that they want you to do more than just science, technology, engineering, mathematics. They want you to go out there, make professional connections. They want you to go out there, manage your team, learn the leadership skills, uh, learn management skills. uh, And all of these different values that FIRST promotes is not necessarily relating to STEM, but it's definitely still a huge part of this program. How do you
1: make those connections with industry professionals? How do you get connected with those? And how do you, how do you find mentors? How do you get connected with others who can help you in uh, in your studies?
2: There are, big, oh, sorry, you can... there are a couple ways that we're able to do that. One of the big ways during the beginning of the season was we actually were able to um, come and attend and present at. Uh, Um, We'll demo at a big professional um, conference where we were able to get connections and talk with people about first. Other things that we've been able to do are just um, through family and friends. We've been able to um, ask people to come in, give design reviews, get that sort of knowledge into the team a lot.
1: Tell me about some of the connections you have made, some of the industry professionals you've connected with.
3: One of the professionals we talked with just recently was from a local company here in St. Louis called John Henry Foster. They do a lot with manufacturing and building uh, complex machines for different uh, people. So we talked with uh, Joe Anderson. So he talked quite a bit about uh, he actually reviewed our robot and gave us some pretty neat tips on how to better manage our wiring and just how to improve the robot as a whole. So that was really helpful for improving as we're building up to the world championship in a few weeks. We had the
0: opportunity to represent our robotics organization at what was called the Gateway to Innovation Convention Uh, that was held in St. Louis and it's an IT conference uh, where you have over 1,500 different professionals uh, in attendance that day. While we were there we had the opportunity to speak with a man under the name of Dave Martin and uh, he is from the company Red Hat, and he was able to talk to us about open sourcing our ideas, open sourcing, getting getting our ideas out there to the public, making it visible. And that has been a huge help uh, for our team that we've been using this year.
3: That actually kind of ties into one of the other soft skill areas of our team. Uh, we have a digital media sub team. So through that, we've been able to actually do some outreach by uh, applying that open sourcing principle by making a video about one of our mechanisms on the robot to share with other teams and then also on our website putting up some help documents so that other teams can learn how to do certain things relating to the robots. It sounds like being a
1: part of this team is certainly a a, a life lesson in collaboration. Mm -hmm. Everything you do on this team sounds like a collaboration. But it also sounds like a huge investment of time and energy. (laughs) How do you manage to balance this with uh, other studies? Uh, All homeschool students, it sounds like. How do you manage Mm -hmm. balancing robotics with your other studies and and other aspects of life? It sounds like it could be very time-consuming. Who wants to address that?
3: It definitely is very time-consuming. I think a big thing with being homeschooled is it allows us to actually tie this in with some of our school So for instance, uh, this year, I'm actually kind of applying some of my physics work to the robotics. So I've been able to measure some of the robot properties and help use that in the programming. So it's been able to kind of double up as some of the schoolwork, but then also you do have to be very careful with your scheduling to make sure that it's not eating up too much time. You still have enough time to finish off everything else. Yeah, it's definitely a big lesson in time
0: management, uh, learning all these skills from these different areas. Uh, But, yes, it is definitely very time-consuming.
1: Jonathan, how do you balance your your time with the team and and all of your other studies and activities?
0: Heartbreakingly, sometimes
2: (laughs) I can't go to the extra work sessions because I need to um, do my school. So we need to make sure that we get our priorities straight, that um, though the robotics does help you, in a whole bunch of areas and do a whole bunch of things, you still need to have the extra knowledge as well. So um, ultimately, school does come first, though um, the robotics does help you get a whole lot of knowledge that you would not otherwise be able to get through your studies.
1: How does this compare to other things that you've studied or other teams that you've been on? Uh, How does this compare to that?
3: I think something for me specifically is it's a lot more hands-on. The way I learn, it's quite often when I'm just studying math, it's very hard to uh, understand at first because it's very abstract, but with the robotics, you're able to actually apply everything, and it's much easier to pick things up for me specifically, uh, just because um, And literally. Yes, actually, (laughs) because I'm able to immediately apply something that I've learned in school, see how it works in the real world, so it's a lot easier just to pick up from the beginning.
1: How does this compare to? Have you been on uh, competitive sports teams or or other teams or or other subjects that you're studying? How does it compare?
0: Yeah, I suppose with most other sports teams, uh, you come to practice for an hour after school every day, uh, and you have a comp- um, and you have a baseball game or something on Saturday. This is definitely a much larger uh, time consumption, uh, but. Uh, first has been shown as being like a sport for the mind. So I suppose in that sense, it is a sort of competition in and of itself. Because we can compete
2: for, we're not competing against the other teams as much as we're competing um, to see how well we can do to make sure that we're competing to the best of our ability, which really helps us learn these skills and really get them embedded into our mind in uh fun competitive and upbuilding atmosphere that is really alien to a lot of other sports where you you're glad if the other guy breaks his knee or something because <laughs> then you can do better in robotics we actually um, through the gracious professionalism and through our code of ethics we if another team's robot breaks like um if a core mo- motor controller goes out or something, then we actually go to the team, see if they need a new one. We bring extra things to competition so that we can um, give out other parts so that they can still compete rather than being totally disabled if they have a malfunction.
1: How important is competition to the the Robo Raiders team, to the the whole robotics <laughs> experience? How important is competition to this? If you were if you didn't have competition as an element to this team, would you be as motivated? Would you work as
0: hard to uh, to learn about robotics? Our team is definitely very, very competitive, and we love to come out for these competitions. But one of the core values of FIRST is that what we learn is much more important than what we actually win. So, I mean, the competitions are awesome. I love the feel of it. But ultimately, in 10 years, what's going to matter is what you learn from an experience, not necessarily what you won.
3: Something I've noticed actually is, uh, while it really does help to kind of give you that competitive drive to, uh, do better, the competitions actually serve another purpose. Really, um, as a Christian team, one of our focuses is to be uh, shining lights for Christ out in the community. So several things we've actually focused on in the competitions is, uh one thing before each of our robot matches, we make it a point to pray with our alliance partner if we can, or at least just pray um, as a team before each match. And then also uh, we have our team Code of Ethics, which is based off of First Corinthians 13, um, and then also our team Verse. So that's really been one of our focuses in the competitions, one of our goals there. Mm-hmm.
1: How has so with competitions and all the preparations? We talked a little bit about how this can be time-consuming and trying to balance all of your your other studies and other responsibilities. How about how has being on this team impacted your family? Obviously, education is an important part of your families as homeschool families. How has being a part of the Robo Raiders impacted your family?
3: Something I've noticed is. Um, even more so than a lot of other sports, first really focuses on the team building because when you're building the robot, often a lot of people have very different ideas and you need to uh, find a way to work through that and resolve those uh, conflicts, figuring out what idea is best. And then from there, that really applies quite well to the family because in there, you're always going to have disagreements with your siblings, uh, trying to figure out what is the best to do, best way to deal with that. So by learning in the team, how to handle that with grace, gracious professionalism, and then acting as uh Christ would have us do, that really also applies quite well to the family and how we interact there.
1: Have you had have you had moments on the team where you thought, Oh, this just isn't gonna work. We're not <laughs> gonna be able to do this. We're never I don't know how we're gonna make it through or this is is this even worth it? Have you ever had moments where you were just crushed on the team?
3: Um I think one time, actually uh, a couple of years ago, we were trying to figure out whether or not we should uh, rebuild our robot because it wasn't performing very well. So it really was kind of a very interesting experience because we realized that if we didn't make a change, we really wouldn't be able to do very well and uh, perform to the best of our ability. So it was kind of a crushing experience to realize that a lot of our work um, was kind of in vain. <laughs> but, because we had learned from it, we really had gained quite a lot, and were able to continue on to make some re- make some changes and then do pretty well later on. Mm-hmm.
1: has this uh, do you think that being on the robotics team has helped you develop problem solving skills?
2: Definitely. Um, before I last year, um when I was on the team. I was um, lead of the hardware tools management sub team. I just basically managed the team's hardware and tools, and a lot of the time, I didn't specifically look for things that I could do or help with, but just uh, was around, and other people could ask me to do things. But this year, I've from learning through that, I've been able to become much more of a leader to ask people to do things, and as well as. Actively looking for things to do seeing what in what I could do to benefit the team Even if I wasn't asked to do it or things like that I've been able to learn a lot through that and
0: people have noticed that and commented about it Yeah being on this team really you don't really have much of a choice except to develop the (laughs) problem-solving skills (laughs) Because you've got 11 guys uh, and girls come together with their own different ideas on how to do the same task. And so learning how to get around that task uh, definitely
3: developed some problem-solving skills with that. Some of the other life skills actually kind of relate to that. Uh, Jake and I are both on the project management sub-team, which mostly focuses on the scheduling. Uh, So we've actually been able to work with the calendars and make sure that we get all of our tasks in there. So that's really been helping solve some of our problems by knowing what needs to be done when, and then we can actually finish everything up that way. How do you
1: think being on this team will help you in the future? I mean, do you, you you mentioned learning soft skills and uh, project management, problem solving. How do you think this may help you in the future? Um, And if you could stay on the robotics team forever, would you?
0: (laughs) (laughs) The robotics experience is definitely awesome. uh, But, Even going into the workforce, I recently acquired uh, a job at a local Chick-fil-A, and taking some of the valuable ideals from FIRST, like the ideas of gracious professionalism, the idea of cooperation, taking all of of that uh, and that soft skills, bringing that into the workforce has actually been a huge help for me
3: in uh, in that experience. Um, Relating back to the, if you could say in robotics... Uh, Forever, I'm actually graduating this year, so it's my last uh, competition in this world championship. So I've noticed that really robotics has been an amazing experience in my life, but if you don't graduate, you're not really going to be able to apply those skills that you've learned in both soft skill and also the hard skill areas. So uh, I think it's definitely very helpful, but you need to realize that it's not something that consumes your life. You can go on to whatever God has for you uh, for your purpose in life from there.
1: This has been a meaningful chapter for you.
3: Yes, definitely.
1: But there are more chapters to come. Mm-hmm. Well, gentlemen, it has been a privilege talking with you today. I can't wait to uh, to hear more from your teammates as well, especially about the upcoming competition and the competitions you've participated in thus far. Uh, outstanding and certainly engaging. How can we learn more about the Robo Roboraders?
3: Uh, we have our website, uh, roboraders.net. Also, a Facebook page and a YouTube channel, which you can all find just by searching Robo Raiders uh, online. So it should be pretty easy to find us online. Very good. Make sure that you add FTC
2: because there's another uh, Robo Raiders FRC. We don't <laughs> want to get us mixed up. <laughs> Knut, Jake, Jonathan, thank you so much for sharing your Robo Raiders story with us
1: today. We have more on the way. Thanks, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Coming up in just a little bit, more from the Robo Raiders robotics team and their successes and what lies ahead. Here on Faith
2: and Family. Concordia University, Wisconsin, in Mequon, overlooks a half mile of beautiful Lake Michigan shoreline.
1: this is life issues with brad mattis president of life issues institute
4: it's that time of year again when young girls are shopping for prom dresses carly amundsen has down syndrome but that's not why she couldn't find a prom dress she's so tiny nothing would fit so her fellow students in sewing class at century high school in bismarck north dakota decided to take matters into their own hands they took carly shopping for dress fabric and a pattern Then they spent weeks in class sewing Carly's new sparkly red prom dress, and she was on cloud nine. What's even more important is her kind students will never forget making the dress for her. And hopefully, if they or someone they know is faced with a prenatal diagnosis of Down syndrome, they'll remember Carly and her dress and make an enthusiastic choice for life.
1: For more information, visit our website at lifeissues.org. And stay informed... More informed than you've ever been. So what are you doing the last
4: week of July? How about spending it with a bunch of fellow Lutherans at the 2017 Institute for Liturgy, Preaching, and Church Music on the lovely campus of Concordia University, Chicago. You'll be singing, praying, learning, loving, and growing together in the Lord. The Institute is for everyone who's passionate about worship. The theme this year is the Just Live by Faith. Make it plain in sermon, service, song. There'll be a hymn festival, concert by National Lutheran Choir, insightful keynotes by David Peterson, William Swirla, and Kevin Hildebrandt, tons of workshops covering the gamut of worship, and you get to hear Daniel Guard give us the goods on the book of Habakkuk. Yeah, you want to be there. July 25th through 28th. You'll be so glad you did. Register today at www.lcms.org slash worship institute
3: babies come with lots of decisions
4: cloth or disposable crib or bassinet
3: so when it comes to protection go with the safest most effective choice immunization get all the recommended vaccines for your baby by age two to protect your child against 14 serious childhood diseases for more reasons to immunize, talk to your child's doctor. Go to health.mo.gov immunizations or call 800-219-3224.
4: Brought to you by the Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services and the Center for Disease Control and Prevention.
5: Hi, I'm Gary Duncan, the General Manager of Worldwide KFUO. We promote our various programs. We ask you to listen to your favorite show. We ask you to support our broadcast ministry, and we thank you for that support. But maybe we don't ask you to pray for us as much as we should. Please pray for the staff, management, radio hosts, and volunteers here at Worldwide KFUO. Pray that the message of salvation through Christ is heard clearly by listeners around the world. Pray that we continue to reach into those areas that are hostile to the Word of God. Pray that KFUO continues to reach those people desperately needing to hear the good news message. And pray that God continues to bless us financially through the gifts we need to continue our broadcast ministry. Thank you for listening, supporting, and praying for Worldwide KFUO. You truly are appreciated. We are the messenger of good news, AM 850 in St. Louis, worldwide at kfuo.org.
6: Hi, my name is Cameron Sutter. I was on the robotic Robo Raiders for six years. Through those times, I had many experiences. We did a lot of outreach projects to many different people across the world. We, I got to meet people from Jordan, Israel, New Zealand, China, Japan, a bunch of different countries. Even got to talk to Air Force generals, CEOs of big companies. The experience I had on Over Raiders was very good for me. It helped me grow in a lot of different ways, such as teamwork, leadership, and professional skills, since we like to set up our team on a business scale. While I was on the team, we we won a lot of different awards. On my fourth year, we got World's third place champions overall. And then after that, we made it to World's every year, winning various awards and getting nominated for different things. FTC and FL Robotics really helps you grow in ways such as building, design, strategy, teamwork, of course, leadership, and getting you a, re- a feel for what the real world's going to be like. I had a really good experience, definitely changed me for the better, thank you.
1: Cameron Sutter, one of the, uh, the alumni of the Robo Raiders. We are talking with the Robo Raiders student robotics team here on Faith and Family today. In studio with me today, Jonathan, uh, joining us, uh, re- sticking around with us for the full hour. Jonathan, Hello. thanks so much for being here. And joining us now for this half of the program, Jamari. Jamari, welcome. Thank you. Glad to have you in studio. And Raina, welcome.
7: Hello, thank you. <laughs>
1: The, uh, it, you know, responding to, to Cameron's comments there, Cameron is, a, a, well, he was a student. He's he's since uh, graduated and moved on, but served on the team for a while. And he says that it served him well in a number of ways, particularly learning uh, leadership and, and how to serve on a team and, and a number of other skills as well. Are you gaining, do you feel
8: like you're gaining those skills as well
1: as being a part of that team?
2: Yes. Yes, definitely.
8: And uh, one way that we actually try to do that is um, every single member of the team has a leadership role, including our rookies. And our goal in this is that the rookies will be able to lead t- um, other team members on who come on in later years throughout the um, kind of run off the Robo Raiders. so I'm the leader of programming and I learned quite a bit about how we are supposed to be making the code of course but also
2: how to manage the code and how to teach other people about how to make uh, that code. So we're wanting to make sure that not only can we have this for a couple years but we can keep giving people the great experiences like Cameron shared Jamari, when did you first
1: find out about the Robo Robo Raiders and and why did you uh, get on the team?
8: So I actually first found out about the Rope Raiders, uh, not through community outreach, but I was on another team in the past. Um, uh, Last year I was on a team. And this team has since uh, stopped competing, but I had seen the Robo Raiders at competition, and they were a Christian team. I was like, whoa, that's really cool. They were very uh, high quality, but they were kind to all these other teams. And I was like, wow, it must be really cool to be on a team like that. And then I heard that the Robo Raiders were recruiting for people, so I signed up for the boot camp. I turned in an application, and then I uh, managed to join.
1: Raina, how about you? When did you find out about the, the team and join?
7: Um, I actually had no experience with FIRST, um, and about a year ago, um, the Robo held a summer camp, which me and my brother were able to be involved in, and they were teaching us about NXT robots and how to program them, and I thought, this was really cool. Um, and not even a year later, there was a boot camp that you could um, apply for, and I was like, wow, this is really cool, and I would love to be on this team, so...
1: What did you do at boot camp?
7: We learned, basically we had these small little robots that we um, built attachments for, and there was a little um, game that we were doing. Um, yeah, and so they taught us about different flow charts and stuff. So Who
1: taught? Who taught Who led?
8: Actually, um, the team members created the curriculums for these boot camps and then led the uh, boot camps. And um, later on, after we had accepted applicants onto the team, we led uh, boot camps where the rookie members were the teachers. So that is yet again uh, making sure that all of the team members know leadership and they know how to pass knowledge on to the future generation of robotic students.
1: Competition uh, we've talked about uh, we talked about in the first segment is is it a part of this? Certainly learning is is really one of the main things. Learning a number of uh, things throughout this process is certainly important. but competition is one of the things that keeps it moving along and, and gives you some some motivation. Tell me about the competitions you've participated in this past year and uh, we'll get to what that leads up to next. Who wants to start with some of the competitions you've been in this year?
8: So uh, we have been in a couple different competitions. The lowest level competition is the league meet where there's just robot and then you continue on to the qualifier level where you have a judging session. You go in uh, in front of a panel of judges and um, you tell these judges everything that you've done this year and then you know you also have robot matches. This is the um, full competition. There's a state level competition uh, which is the exact same thing. Super Regionals which is the place that we were able to get the number one Inspire Award and then coming up we have the World's
2: competition each one of these gets progressively larger and more competitive and a lot funner to be a part of and to interact with all these great teams and also um, have the great robot matches with other great robots and we've been able to as we've gone up through the competitions we've been able to see our robot improve their robots improve we've all been able to um, have a great time at the higher competitions
1: When you present before a panel of judges, who represents, who speaks on behalf of the team? Does everyone speak, or are there designated uh, members of the team?
7: So we all speak. We um, all speak about the sub-team that we're on and to tell the judges what we do in that sub-team. And we also talk about our outreach. So everybody on the team talks. In presentation,
2: We have about a 12-minute presentation where each one of us has two or three sections. And then we also have a Q&A after that with the judges where they can ask us questions. And we try to make sure that everybody answers at least one question so that um, everybody can be participating and everybody can be beneficial.
1: A 12-minute presentation with 11 team members. <laughs> yes. That must go quickly. you you have 62 and a half seconds to uh to share your presentation and then move along what is for a competition what is perhaps the most stressful part of the competition for you we'll start with jonathan work our way around what's the most stressful part of the competition for you
2: so, uh, usually the most stressful part of the competition for me is watching the robot matches. Um, I'm okay, I'm fine with watching other people's robot matches, but when we watch <laughs> our robot matches and I'm in the stands writing down the data, I'm a little bit stressful because, on the one hand, you don't have any control over it, so you shouldn't be stressed, but you're still stressed anyway <laughs> because you want them to do well and uh, be great. Um, Another thing that's sometimes stressful is the judging, but we've been able to, with lots and lots of practice, we've been able to work through that and now it's actually really fun to do judging or to talk about the robot. And as Jonathan had been
8: saying, um, that the robot matches are stressful, it's even more stressful for the people who are actually driving the robot. There's a group of three people that actually go down to the field and drive the robot while the rest of the teams and the spectators can watch. Something really cool that we do, and it was kind of stressful at the start, but now I've gotten used to it. Um, We actually invite our partner robot, robot team to pray with us. And, um, one team that we had invited at the state level, we ran a series of matches with them in the elimination matches. It got to the point where they said, Hey, do you guys want to pray now? And that was really cool because as far as I knew they were not Christian, but they understood, um, that we are a Christian team and that we like to pray before every match. And they would like to join us on that. Then later on at the North super regionals, that team, uh, we got paired up with them again. I had turned to them. I said, Hey guys, they just said, we know the drill. We know that you guys are a Christian team. So that was really cool. (laughs) Um, But driving the robot is quite stressful, and one way that we get rid of that is by praying before every match, and we just remember that everything's in God's control, whether we win or lose.
1: Who drives the robot?
8: So, uh, as I had said, there's three people who are down at the field. Uh, the robot is generally, robots can be broken up in any way you like. You have two controllers that you can use. And um, in general, a lot of teams have one person do the driving of the robot, and then another person does the operations, such as um, extensions on the robot, maybe arms that go out, um, launchers that launch things and things like that. So I am the person in charge of all those arms and launchers and pushers and things like that.
1: Reyna, what's most stressful about competition for you?
7: A part that I think is sort of stressful is scouting because there's a lot of running back and forth to your pit and to the um, scouting areas. Um, So the stress of, like, figuring out what team you're scouting.
8: And uh, the way that scouting works is that... For the robot matches, you actually get to see all the other teams run their robot matches. So we take data on those teams, both on their actual matches, and then we also go uh, to them in their display area called the pits, and we ask them questions, hey, what does your robot do? And the reason we're asking them this is, uh, first, whenever we are in our qualification matches, the regular matches where the teams are randomly selected, we want to know how much of a chance we have up against people. And then later on, uh, there is a time when the top four teams are going to be choosing other teams to play with them and it's at that time that you really need to know what teams are strong what teams you want to get picked by what teams you want to pick um, and what teams you really need to be afraid of
1: so when you're scouting and asking other teams what what does your robot do how many of them willingly offer up you know, details about what the robot does. What do they usually share with you?
2: It's actually surprising uh, surprisingly many. A couple teams will uh, not tell you much about their autonomous because that can be blocked more easily. But a lot of teams, I think all but about two that I've come in, count- in contact with, will um, tell you their robot's functions um They'll show you the robot, they'll show the cool features, and it's really fun to see other people um interacting like that, even if they know that it might um that you might use those ideas later or that we know that uh, they might use our ideas, but it's fun to interact and be able to have that mentality of we're all competing in this together. We want to lift everybody up.
1: Anything to add to that, Raina? Oh no. <laughs> So scouting is is the most stressful part for you. And that's that's an interesting aspect of a a competition I never really thought of. So you get to request you who you compete against?
2: Uh the first mat- set of matches usually there are about 5 to 8 depending on the level of competition. Uh those are randomly selected. Then after that, the top 4 seeds get to pick uh alliance partner um based on their rankings from the first matches and then um after you they've all picked one then you can go through and pick another team so that's where the lower ranked teams would want to say hey we have a really great robot we would do really well together so that they are more likely to get picked and the top teams are wanting to say hey we're thinking about picking you are you uh, would you want to accept would you want to be on a really good alliance together and
8: and that's um really where the whole Openness of information comes in because if you refuse to share with a team what your robot does, then that team isn't going to like you very much. And then on top of that, they're not going to know whether or not they should pick you later on. Um, so that's why a lot of teams are very open, sharing all of their information so that everybody knows that, yes, you should pick us for your alliance.
1: So, what happens if, you know, if teams don't get picked?
7: If teams don't get picked, they um, usually stop there unless they have another qualifier. Um, but at NSR, that's basically where you stop.
2: But um, you can, there's the robot way of advancement through the robot matches and the elimination. But then we mentioned earlier, there's the judging, which is a whole other way of advancement that takes into account what your robot does on the field, but is much more focused on your notebook, what you've documented, what you shared with the judges during judging, um, and about the about half the people who advance from a competition advance from robot ha- the other half all advance from awards so even if your electronics blow up or your robot falls in half or something um <laughs> you can still have a very good chance of getting uh nominated or uh, getting an award and still moving on. So if, if it if the robot malfunctions, it isn't the end of the world.
1: It almost sounds like you're speaking from experience.
2: <laughs> has that
1: happened? The robot has malfunctioned or completely just failed.
2: Kind of. Um, In Super Regionals, we actually, the robot did really well. It's just that um, our alliance partners kind of had that happen to them. There are four robots on the field, two um, against you and two with you. Um, Well, two against you and you and one other on your alliance. Our alliance partners um, kind of fell apart or um, didn't work some of the times, so we didn't events through robot almost we almost did but um we actually got the highest judged award like we mentioned earlier and that was really awesome that the judges saw that even though our matches didn't go well our robot was able to be really consistent and our um outreach and professional interaction was outstanding and our documentation was outstanding And when
8: they are calling us up for that award, we really try to stress how we are a Christian team. And the judges had picked up on that, and then they quoted our team verse saying that this team is a model of good works when they were calling us up. So that is really something um, that we're seeing. People notice that we're a Christian team, and then they find that interesting.
1: So this competition, the, the comp- robotics competitions aren't just about who builds the best robot that can beat all the other robots. It sounds like there's so much more to it.
8: Yes, there is a whole lot more. For instance, what we're doing right now, reaching out to the community, that is one way for your team to move on, uh, move up the ladder and get awards. Um, So for your awards, you know, you have the robot matches themselves. You have the winning alliance, being the captain of the winning alliance, all that glory. Um, And then you have your overall awards, such as the Inspire Award, um, which takes both your hard skills and your soft skills together and judges you overall as a team. Then you have uh, more of your softer skilled awards, such as the Think Award, which questions how well have you written down everything that you have done this year. The Motivate Award, how have you uh, reached out to your community uh, such as what we're doing right now and your connect award. How have you been aggressively seeking after professionals and then in um, Incorporating what those professionals have told you into your robot?
1: What are other ways that you've reached out to your community? Uh, many of you have have mentioned outreach as an important part of your team. What are other ways that you've reached out to your community, Brena?
7: Um, one one uh, Way that we reached out was we did a summer camp uh, actually a few but one that we did was in um, East St. Louis for underprivileged kids where their parents may not be able to pay for, um, exactly those type of classes. So, which was really cool. Um, and the we held that at um, the Christian, um, center activity together. center, yes. Um, and one of the dudes actually, uh, that was heading it up came back to us and asked us if we wanted to do it in, um, do you remember? The-
8: Uh, He asked if we wanted to do a follow-up class over in Ferguson, Missouri. Um, And then on top of reaching out to our community, we have also been trying to go over to professionals. Uh, I believe earlier they had talked about how we went to John Henry Foster um, for mechanical help. But we also spoke with a professional named Dr. Mark Edwards. And he's kind of the guy who blew the whistle on the Flint, Michigan water crisis and helped... um, kind of be the arrowhead of getting that uh, corruption to stop. And he talked to our team about how um, science, mathematics, engineering, and technology really need to be used to help society, to better everyone,
2: not just as a way for you to get rich and famous. Which is really ties in well with uh, gracious professionalism and uh, loving others that first is promoting.
1: So the competition, the next competition coming up. This is the big one for you.
2: Mm-hmm.
8: Yes.
1: It's coming up next week is that right?
8: Yes sir. Oh, yes. It's a um competition it's almost all week. I believe the competition is Wednesday through Saturday.
1: Are you ready?
2: <laughs> we
8: <laughs> almost. <hope so>.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when you leave here today you have more work to do.
8: Definitely.
2: <laughs> the competition is held um it's actually at two locations our level is at the Union Station in St. Louis, and you can come and watch it. It's really fun to see the robot matches and come visit people in the pits. It's a really cool opportunity. And then there's also Junior FLL in that building, and then uh, down at... Where was it? Um, Edward Jones. Yeah, the Edwards Jones Dome. That's where they have the uh, larger robots in FRC, as well as the smaller robots in FLL.
1: All these different levels.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's hard to stay on top of it. So the competition coming up next week. You're gearing up. You're ready for it. What comes after competition? You know, Knut mentioned I, I think earlier that he's uh, graduating this year. Do we have others who are graduating and, and leaving the team this year?
8: So we have uh, one other member, Joe, who is Knut's age. He's been with the team a long time, uh, so he's going to be graduating. There's a possibility that I will be moving away. And during the summer, a large thing that we do is our outreach. We do quite a bit of outreach. We'll be going to the Gateway to Innovation Convention again, which is just the week after Worlds, where we will yet again have the opportunity to speak with professionals and uh, make bonds with those professionals. And even though Joe and Knut are leaving the team, the bonds that they make with the professionals in those companies will be able to help them in the future. If they're trying to look for a job, Joe and Knut will kind of have a priority over other people because they've already spoken with them quite a bit.
1: What are your plans for the future? What Do you have ideas of how this uh, robotics team experience may help you, may serve you in the future?
8: Before joining a robotics team, I actually had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. I said, oh, well. Robots are kind of cool. So, you know, that's why I joined a team is because I thought robots were cool. And then after that, I really found myself inside of the computer sciences area, just making things work and making them work well with precision and math. All those things
2: really appeal to me. I, um... Before coming onto the robotics team, I was I'm very interested in music, so I was thinking probably going into that and then pastoral ministry. I'm still very interested in those, but I'm also now very interested in the robotics side of things and think I might want to go into an engineering field for a couple of years and then go back to seminary and get a um, a master's of theology.
7: Before I joined, I wanted to be a archaeologist. Um, now. I could do that, but engineering would be also an option. So
1: You may end up designing the machines that help with archaeology. Exactly.
7: <laughs> That's right.
1: What's it like? I, I have to ask, Raina, how many other uh, girls are on the team? I noticed the majority of the, the guests here today are guys. How many other ladies are on the team? We
7: have two other girls on the team.
1: What's it like being uh, in the minority, being three girls on a team of 11? What's it like?
7: It's actually really... Um, if there was any more, it might be better, but, um, I noticed when we were coming up with our dress ideas, it was very hard, even with three girls. So yeah, but it's pretty good.
2: We've actually been able to get a lot more girls in through the last few years, Mm -hmm. um, Pretty much all the years before this, we've only had one girl and we've really wanted to recruit more girls onto the team, which we've been able to do this year, which is really great that we've been able to have more.
1: When you go to the competitions, mostly guys there or are there, do you see more girls there too?
7: Um, Surprisingly, it's sort of an even number i mean there are quite a lot of guys but there are also quite a lot of girls
2: there are a lot of teams that are kind of like us where they're mostly guys and then a few girls but then Mm -hmm. you also have the teams that kind of even the mount that are all girls or all girls and one guy or something because um of the um urge for women to get into stem and things like that it's really fun to see the Dynamic of all girls teams and um, girls, and most teams being girls and guys like us. So, how
1: can younger students? What what are the the youngest applicants you'll take? I know you you mentioned you have boot camp. What are the how young can a student be that uh, if they're interested in the team?
8: So, in general, the Robo raiders are looking for people in ninth grade to twelfth grade, um, but the actual FTC program. Accepts people
2: all the way down in eighth grade, I believe. Uh, I don't think it actually has much of an age minimum other than just um, that you're able to uh, be a part of it and participate well. But they actually have first programs before that, like the FLL that I mentioned was at Worlds 2 and the junior FLL. Those are much better for the... um, below 8th grade, because you're able to um, have a research project and that sort of thing, and it's it's really set up well in the first progression where you can start with junior FLL where you uh, have just the project and then FLL where you have a Lego robot that's fully autonomous in a project. Here you have like the notebook and a big robot, and then in FRC you have a huge robot. Um, so it's a really awesome progression and it has a lot of things for all ages. We have just about a minute
1: left before we wrap up. What are some of the, uh, just a few seconds on the, some of the things you'll take with you from this team that you think you'll use in the future? Some of the the great skills that you've learned about yourself or things that you've learned about your team as well. We'll start with uh, Jamari here.
8: So something that I have learned about myself is the ability to speak in front of people because before joining the team, I absolutely despised public speaking. And now I'm confident I'm able to get up in front of a group of judges, in front of a group of students who need to learn something and be able to convey my thoughts effectively. Raina?
7: Um, I have learned how to gather data and put it into charts, which could be helpful in the future considering which job I would want to get.
2: So, You're yeah. good just I've, a few seconds mm-hmm. i've been able to learn a lot of leadership roles in uh knowing how to manage a schedule how to delegate work and that's really been beneficial in the team and outside of the team as well
1: robo raiders headed to competition next week i wish you well and and uh, we'll be praying for you and all those who are gathering together thanks so much for sharing your story today jonathan thanks for being my guest Jamari, Thank thanks so much for being my guest.
8: Thank you for having
1: us. And Reina, thanks so much. Thank you. Coming up in just a little bit, thy strong word, right here on the messenger of good news.